somewhere between the age of 27, 29 years old, where I learned that if you extend your breath, it helps you calm down. <laughs> and that was like one of the first aha moments for why we do what we do. Welcome to the Breathe and Think Better podcast hosted by Jake and Danny. We're a live show that takes place on TikTok at noon Pacific time every weekday. We focus on mental health and well-being and cover topics like meditation, breathwork, and more. In this episode, we talk about the benefits of slow, controlled breathing, how to add mindful moments into your day, and at the end, we guide everybody through a perfect breath breathing exercise. Let's hop right into today's show. Hello, Danny. Hey, Jake. How does it sound? You sound fantastic. You do as well. <laughs> you know, I want to start off with a little gratitude here. I'm very thankful for our friendship, Danny. Yeah, me too. Uh, if you guys are just tuning in, uh, Jake and I have been friends for 20 years. We, uh, we work together every day, and we're also born on the same exact day, which is pretty hilarious. Hilarious and strange in the same corner of the world. Yeah, <laughs> it is bizarre. But yes, I'm very grateful too. And I'm grateful that we get to do this show. The show brings me a lot of joy and our hope is to bring others joy with this show. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys are just tuning in, this is Breathe and Think Better Live. We're a daily live TikTok show. We take place at noon Pacific time every day, every weekday on TikTok. And we talk about things like meditation, breath work, mental health, wellness, and a ton of other fun stuff. So if you're interested in any of those topics or if you're just interested in being a little more happier and healthier in your own life, you're in the right place. We're going to talk today about slow breathing and the effects that that can have on the body and mind. If you have any questions while we're speaking or right now, go ahead and toss them in the chat. I'll be picking some questions for us to, uh, to answer. And it's always good to you know have some, some topics to address that you guys are interested in. I think that breakdown was very nicely said. Beginning with the topic of slow breathing, Danny, I'm curious as to, so we haven't seen each other for the last, you know, 20 hours or so. What's been your wellness routine since I've seen you last and how do you incorporate slow breathing into that? That's a great question. So when I last saw you was what, probably like 4 p.m. yesterday. So one of the things, and we mentioned this yesterday on the show, but I, I'll mention it every show because it's fantastic. I do these things I like to call mindful moments. So in times of transition, so my example is when I get home and I'm sitting in my car, before I go into my apartment, I just like take a moment and I'll, I'll do a slow, deep breathe usually just one to three breaths. Sometimes just one is all it takes, just a, a really deep inhale through the nose into the belly. And then I just let it go. And then I just transition into, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing from that time. Um, and I think that those mindful moments for me, especially at times of transition, are just so important. And they they help me reset. They help me center myself, become present, and just go forward into whatever I'm doing next with a sense of calm clarity. Yeah, and that's honestly something 
for for me as well, I share the same thing. And it's really been only the past few years where I've learned exactly what to do in those situations where I need to calm myself down. Mm-hmm. It was only until, you know, I was maybe like somewhere between the age of 27, 29 years old, where I learned that if you extend your breath, it helps you calm down. <laughs> and that was like one of the first aha moments for why we do what we do. Yeah, a hundred percent. And, um, just extending those breaths activates that parasympathetic response, right? And that's, you know, we spend so much of our time these days in fight or flight, even when we're like in traffic or something silly. It's like, you know, we we have the fight or flight response and it keeps us, it has helped keep us alive as humans throughout history, right? Without the fight or flight response, we would <laughs> we would be a very unsuccessful species, But the fight or flight response persists in our daily life in ways that can be really sort of uh, negative Um, in traffic or, you know, someone says something or we get a notification and all of a sudden heart rate goes up. We start to sweat, muscles tense, we're ready to fight or flight. And the, the best way I know to combat that whole cascade of chemicals and emotions and feelings is slow, rhythmic, deep breaths. Activate that parasympathetic nervous system, which is the the brake as opposed to the gas pedal of the sympathetic nervous system, and just it brings everything down. Yeah, and to clarify, this is something that you want to do consciously, and that's what makes it different than your regular breathing pattern because your body, of course, knows how to breathe. However, your mind is overriding what your body knows how to do naturally when you're in states of stress or Mm -hmm. high alert or fight and flight. Mm -hmm. And and so when you understand this and put it to practice every day consciously, where you carve out five, 10 minutes out of your day just to slow, deep breathe and pay attention to your senses, that's a meditation. And that's what we're advocating here. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I think it was Dr. Andrew Huberman out of uh, Stanford. Shout out to Dr. Huberman. We're, we're big Huberman fans over here. But he said, you know, when, you, when you're in those situations of fight or flight or those really high stress situations, you, you can't think your, your way out of them. And sometimes it really helps to do something mechanical. Breathe and do it consciously. You know, in your mind, know that breathing slow and deep is going to bring you down, level you out. And then, and then consciously follow through with that. You know, whether you're following a breath timer, which we, we're, we, we love breath timers, we're huge proponents of them, or just getting into the habit of, okay, mind's racing, I need to breathe. And just going through your motions. The, the more that you do that when you're feeling those, you know, extreme stress, your body does develop sort of a, a habit, right? And, you know, I guess the, in the mind too. So, so now when I'm, when I'm feeling stressed or anxious or something like really intense just happened, I do automatically start to breathe deeply. But that, that, that's taken years to get to that point. But it is pretty amazing that you can, you can reach that sort of point of automatically the body's like, okay, and you just, you, I'll just start breathing. Yeah, it's interesting because I think the older we get, the more difficult and challenging life becomes 
but when we have a practice like meditation or breath work, we can actually improve ourselves. While life gets more difficult, we can improve how we handle it. And I, I think that's why we were introduced to these practices when we were introduced. It's like growing up, we played sports. We were active. We had, uh, you know, we were part of teams and mm. we had schooling and everything was set up for us, at least Danny and I, because we went to the same high school and everything. And so it wasn't until after high school where, you know, the heavy levels of stress and anxiety started to really pile on more responsibilities, the reality that life is work, <laughs> you know, you, you got to like, like work on your body, work on your mind and work on your job and do all those things at the same time, <laughs> you know, and so it's funny, like that's when it was introduced to us. And I don't know if it has a correlation with media and media consumption in our lives. I tend to think it does, um, you know, growing up in like high school and stuff, you know, I, I wasn't using my phone freshman year of high school. I didn't know what other people were doing besides what I was doing and my neighbors. I wasn't seeing all the things I was missing out on. I wasn't feeling late. I wasn't feeling all these emotions that I really started to feel like five years ago and like I think the reason why this practice has been so revolutionary is there's a few different sides to it it's complex like there's the breath side that we're talking about right now and just understanding the mechanics of the breath and then there's the mindfulness side of it where it's understanding how your sensory experience operates and functions yeah, a hundred percent. And that, that was that was well said. I mean, we grew up, you know, when we were kids in the nineties. We, we were we were born in ninety and I didn't get a cell phone until I got a car, you know, and we had AOL Instant Messenger, which was which was cool. But yeah, I mean, I never knew in real time what my friends were doing or like, you know, what I was missing out on or what someone thought of of me or what I was doing. You know, kids these days have to deal with all of that stuff and I think it makes meditation and breath work even more important because of it. So whether whether the the media consum consumption is causing you know some sort of uh, mental health issue, sure we can debate about that all day. But I think regardless, the the mental health practices of breathwork and meditation are more important now because of that media consumption, that connection um, that we're you know that we're experimenting with it's really a giant social and psychological experiment that we're conducting on ourselves right now we have no idea what the long-term effects are going to be but we do know that you should probably be meditating and doing some breath work every day um for sure uh i think it just it's made such a difference in the way that i feel day to day my direct experience and everyone we talk to who is involved in any way in the practice has the same thing to say. I, I don't think I've ever met anyone that's like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, I meditated for two years, made me feel terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of times I know before I started the practice, I had these common misconceptions of meditation. I tied it to religions and, and that's properly so. Like a, a lot of the techniques is based off of things that they teach in Hinduism and, and Buddhism. However, they also teach you the systematic approach to relieve suffering. And like that is 
not tied to the religious factor of like reincarnation and stuff like that, that I'm not super qualified to speak on. But what it is tied to is improving your ability to concentrate. Mm-hmm. It's improving your sensory clarity, which is happening right now, what you're seeing, hearing, feeling. And it's improving your sense of equanimity, which is your inner balance and how you approach everything. Ideally, you want to be calm and alert at the same time. Like, who doesn't want to be around someone who's, like, calmly paying attention to you? Like, it's the best energy. Or, you know, of course, like, the highest energies. If we're going to talk about the highest energy, I think it has to be joy. Like when you just feel joy, like it's, it's incredible. And I think in order for you to feel joy, you need to be at peace. You need to be present. And these are all things that the practice teaches us how to do. It's like the bottom up approach to just like live a richer life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We love that phrase, bottom up approach. It's, it's so true. Uh, we have a... Go ahead. I was just going to give a shout out to our to our friend Drew Nauman for coming by San Diego in our offices and grabbing tacos and using that phrase for us. We're like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Well said. We've got a we had a couple questions come in. So first, uh, Carrie 3 said, come to the Global Exchange Conference in Orlando and meditate with us. So, Carrie, while we can't personally come down to Orlando, we would love to do some sort of a virtual meditation for you and your group. One hundred percent. We we lead those types of things all the time. We would love to do that. Um, so if you uh, if you would like to uh, to do something like that, um, we can uh, we can get in touch with you. I will. Uh, Go ahead and follow you here so I can uh, can reach out there. Um, and then uh, Lao Sung wants to know about the Buteco method. So he said just Buteco, question mark, any thoughts? Um, we have a lot of thoughts, I think, on the Buteco method. Um, all of them are, are positive. We've, uh, we've done quite a few videos together on the Buteco method. Um, I'll, I'll speak a little bit on it and then Jake, Jake can add in. But uh, basically the Buteco method uh, was a method created by Dr. Buteco. You can learn his story on the Breathe Blue Door page. We have, uh, I believe it's pinned right to the top of the page, a really a really great short video on, on his story. It's really interesting. But basically, doctors told Dr. Buteco he was going to die when he was pretty young. Um, I think he was in his 30s or 40s. He had hypertension. He had crazy blood pressure issues. He had heart issues, lung issues, uh, constant lung infections. And he was also a doctor, a medical doctor. And there was one specific instance, as the story goes, where he looked at himself in the mirror as he was breathing. And he was kind of (sighs) like gasping for breath and, and, you know, breathing vertically, which we talked about in yesterday's um, show. But um, he was breathing vertically, shoulders up, all in the upper chest. He wasn't breathing in through the nose. He wasn't using his diaphragm. And he, he realized he was breathing the same way as his terminally ill patients. And right then and there, he kind of conducted this experiment. He fixed his posture. He breathed deeply into the diaphragm, in through the nose. And he did that for, you know, however long. His headache went away. His hypertension, his blood pressure dropped. And that kind of led him down this whole life-changing path where he, he, was, he went in and taught sick people mostly how to breathe properly in order to alleviate a lot of their symptoms. And the basics of his method are low and slow controlled breaths in through the nose and just not over breathing. A lot of us 
overbreathe constantly. We're drawing in more oxygen than we need, and we're breathing in through the mouth, and we're using a lot more energy to get a lot less oxygen. Um, and then, Jake, what, what would you say about the Buteco method? Well, the best part about the method is it only takes a couple minutes for it to be effective. So you can practice right now just by closing your mouth and slowly inhaling through your nose. And then on the exhale, completely empty your lungs also through the nose. And kind of notice that pause at the bottom of your exhale. You want to pay attention to that pause before you go into your next breath. You should be feeling a little bit of air hunger. And that's the practice, is building up your tolerance to that air hunger. Awesome. And uh, I see we had a bunch of people join. Guys, welcome to Breathe and Think Better Live. We're a live TikTok show that takes place every weekday on TikTok starting at noon. I'm Danny from the One Minute Meditation. This is Jake from Breathe Blue Door. We uh, we work together. We've been creating a meditation company for the past three years. We've been breathing and meditating together for a little bit longer than that. And uh, on this live show, we just kind of talk about our journey. We talk about meditation. We talk about breath work. We talk about mental health. If you have questions that you want to ask, go ahead and toss them in the chat. If uh, if you like what you're what you're hearing and you enjoy this show, go ahead and toss some some likes and uh, and some shares. We love that. And uh, we've been so far in the show talking a little bit about rhythmic breathing. We talked we touched on some of the aspects of meditation. We just finished talking about the Buteco method a little bit. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to touch on today is uh, there's a study that we've referenced several times in a lot of the articles and things that we've written. It's a really fascinating study. We have a video of it on the Breathe Blue Door page as well. But essentially, these researchers got together a group of folks from all different religions. Um, there was Roman Catholic. There was Buddhist. There was Hindu, um, Native American, I think one other group. And they had them pray and, and recite their prayers. And they measured their heart rate. They measured their, their breathing rate. They measured blood pressure, um, all sorts of metrics. And what they found was almost all of the prayers in different languages and different religions resulted in the person reciting the prayer to be breathing in the same pattern. And that was five and a half um, breaths per minute, essentially. So it was a five and a half second inhale, five and a half second exhale with almost no break in between, slight, slight break, um, similar to the Buteco method. But I always think that that's so fascinating that these folks, because when you're, when you're praying, it's very similar to meditation. At least mo most folks will, will equate the two together. But there's actually something physical going on with those and that, that breathing rate. And I thought that that was, that was just so fascinating. Yeah, so we first learned about this through uh, James Nestor's book, Breath, where I believe he goes into detail on this subject. And so he created what was called the perfect breath exercise. I believe that's mm -hmm. what he calls it. And it's a five and a half second inhale into a five and a half second exhale, back into your inhale and exhale. And by slowing down your breath rate, your rhythm to only five breaths per minute or five and a half breaths per minute, what you're doing is you're putting less strain on your body and you're allowing that extra energy that you're saving to just be dispersed to where you need it. 
And so a lot of times, like for me personally, with my inflammation, which I'm going to talk about every day on this show because it's mm-hmm. a pressing issue, I went through, you know, down the whole path of making every single meal from scratch from the local farmer's market, like clean eating, clean exercising, clean sleeping. And it wasn't until I slowed down my breath rate that it all started to work and my health was really starting to improve. Like if you look at pictures of me five years ago, I actually look younger right now, I think. Like that's what people tell me. And and that's because, yes, it's clean eating, it's exercise, it's lifestyle, it's sleep. But we don't do anything more than breathe. It literally was the missing piece to my entire healthcare routine. And we've been wanting to create a company for years. And we want it to be something positive, something good for us and good for the people around us. And for a long time, food was the most important thing. For years, food was always the most important thing. Like, I treat myself like an artist in the kitchen. I love to cook. I love to share. I love to entertain. And I've been healthy because of it. But I was still getting that terrible, terrible inflammation. And it was, you know, it just makes me think that, like, it's unfixable. It's unfixable. And it wasn't until I closed my mouth and started nasal breathing 24 hours a day. Like, this includes taping my mouth shut at night to make sure I'm not breathing through my mouth at night. This includes deep breathing exercises, slow breathing exercises during the day. It works with just, like, 10 minutes a day. Truly, 10 minutes a day. Once all those things came together, my entire health changed. (laughs) And that was like the, whoa, this is what we're doing for the rest of our life. Like, this is the (laughs) missing thing. This is the most exciting thing in our life that we're motivated to talk about and share about. And that's when we created the TikTok. And that's when things really started to gain reach because we were talking about something that was true to who we are. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that for me, my my story is a little bit more on the on the mental aspect because anxiety runs rampant in my family, and I didn't experience it until my you know early twenties. And at that point, I I had some tools to handle it, um, you know. But it wasn't until I was introduced by my therapist to mindfulness based cognitive behavioral therapy. That's a that's a mouthful. And um, basically, it's it's mindfulness in a in a clinical sense. It's it's you know, there's very little spirituality. It's very clinical, very practical, very logical. And I resonated with that at that point in my life. You know, I'm, I've always been a student of science, and there was a lot of science backing it. And then I, it wasn't until years later that I was introduced at all into breath work. And, you know, so I had been I had been introduced to mindfulness. I had experience with meditation, but not really a consistent practice. And then when me and Jake got together three years ago and we kind of shared what we, we had been doing and then, you know, started to explore together and found that kind of missing piece of breath work, for me – the thing that that changed my perception on it was the fact that you can use breathwork as a tool in real time to change the way that you feel. And that just blew my mind. Like you – so it's like I'm experiencing anxiety. I do a conscious breathing exercise. Anxiety has gone. That's essentially how it works for me. I'm not saying this is the case for everyone. But now I can recognize when 
I'm, when I'm ramping up, I can feel myself ramping up and I can stop it before it even starts. I can sit down, I can do a conscious breathing exercise, really just slow, deep, rhythmic breaths, whether that's a box breathing exercise, whether it's a perfect breath exercise like Jake just talked about, kind of five and a half in, five and a half out, whatever it is, it's using the breath in real time to control how I feel. And that's mind-blowing to me. I think everyone in the world should know that that is an option for them and, and try it. Right. And that's something that you can do with very little education on the topic. Like you just understand that you extend the breath, you calm down. It's just the two are connected. You can start doing it right now. Then when you combine that with the practice of mindfulness and breaking down your sensory experience with clarity, then it's just a complete game changer. You see how it's a complete practice. It's the systematic approach to relieving suffering that was created thousands of years ago. And that is why the situation is so simple and so complex at the same time, which is, you know, the essence of life, right? Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, I mean, it's just been it's been such a fantastic journey and it's uh it's really great to have the platforms that we have, I want to take a minute to, to thank everyone that's tuned into the show right now. Thanks to all of our followers. Um, it's just, it's amazing to have so many people who are so interested in this topic. Um, and it really just, it's, it's inspiring for us to keep moving forward, to keep figuring it out. And uh, it's just, it's been really great. And it's it's really just like a life dream for us to be able to share these practices with a larger audience um, in in the unique way that we do. Um, and uh, and this is you know this live show is is new. This is episode four, and it's probably something we're going to do for a very very long time because it's you know it's just it's fantastic and and inter um, interacting with you guys live is is so great and answering questions and and having you guys kind of steer the topics it's 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 awesome i i love it so thank you guys for for being here right now if you do or if you joined late and you want to watch the whole show we do post the entire show as a podcast every day you can search for breathe and think better podcast on any podcasting platform um we're on all of them. So you can go ahead and, and find us there and you can watch all the epi- or listen to all the episodes and, uh, and kind of catch up on, you know, what we've been talking about. So you guys want to practice an exercise? Yeah, I was going to say, why don't we do, uh, we've got five minutes left. Um, oh, we just had uh, user 3616, our super fan, um, tuning into every show. Uh, thank you for being here and we appreciate you. Um, but yeah, let's um, let's do. Uh, why don't we do kind of a slow rhythmic breathing exercise? That's what we've been talking about today. Um, I can lead us in a uh, kind of like a perfect breath exercise. Um, yeah, let's do that. So go ahead and if you're sitting, just uh, sit up a little straighter in your chair. Um, you want to be very comfortable, but also relaxed. Or sorry, <laughs> comfortable but also alert. Um, so I like to sit with a nice straight back. A desk chair works really well. And what we're going to do is we're going to take just even and smooth breaths in through our nose, into the belly, and then exhale through the nose. We're going to do a very slight suspension at the bottom of the breath. So it's going to be an an inhale through the nose, right into an exhale through the nose, and then a really just short suspension of breath before we continue. 
So in and out through the nose if you can. If you can't, mouth is fine. And then we're going to really try to breathe horizontally. So we want our diaphragm down here to be expanding on the breath. All right. So go ahead and exhale through the nose. Let everything out. And then in through the nose. Out through the nose. Brief suspension, back in through the nose. And out through the nose. Brief suspension, in through the nose. And out through the nose. Extending the breath as long as you can, letting all that air out. Brief suspension. In through the nose. Out through the nose. Brief suspension. In through the nose. Out through the nose. Brief suspension. Now try and extend a little longer. In through the nose. Out through the nose. Brief suspension. In through the nose. Out through the nose. Brief suspension. One more, as long as you can. In through the nose. Out through the nose. And let your body relax. Let the arms dangle by the side. You can wiggle your fingers and toes a little bit. And wake everything back up. And then just try and take this sort of feeling of calm alertness that we've cultivated here together with you into your next task. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Again, this is Breathe and Think Better Live. We are live every weekday at noon Pacific time. And uh, we hope to see you guys next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Breathe and Think Better podcast. We really appreciate you. If you want to learn more or are looking for some additional resources, please check out the show notes. I'll link both of our TikTok pages where you can practice for free with us every day and then some additional resources about meditation and breath work. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.